day and of the week that you have kept your people through all of the bad reports, through all of the madness, through all of the crazy that we have heard, you have still been faithful to your children. You are a good, good father. Father, tonight I pray for every soul that is in this building. I pray for every soul that is connected to the Unity Worship Center. I pray for every soul that is connected to the kingdom of God. I pray for every church preaching Christ crucified. I speak, decree, and declare supernatural victory over your people, Father. And tonight, God, I pray that we leave here a little more uh, tuned uh, to your ways than what it was when we and what we were when we walked in. I come up against every demonic attack right now in the name of Jesus. Anything that may try to thwart or get in the way of this assignment going forward, we bind it all right now in the name of Jesus. I speak a supernatural force field around my body tonight, Father, that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper victory over tonight. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Miriam, can you make sure that your volume is up? <clears throat> tonight we are going to talk and teach from a subject, the subject matter, a call to repentance. Pastor Grace in your room is still under construction. It'll be ready Sunday, amen. Please don't beat up your pastor. A call, a call to repentance, part one. Did everyone get a, a, a worksheet? Did everyone get the study guide tonight? Amen. This Bible study series was birthed from a verse that Pastor Gross shared on our fasting thread a couple of days ago. And immediately it caught my attention and it stayed on my heart to the point that I knew that I had to teach on it. In the New King James Version, the scripture, Joel, chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, are under the heading entitled, A Call to Repentance. I didn't find a need to reinvent the wheel, so I named this Bible study as it was named in the Bible. These verses are call, a call to repentance. So if we can, let's look at the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. And I know that I'm supposed to have my Bible tonight, but... We're going to go through so many scriptures tonight, there's no way possible I could have turned it. We got through even half of this. Uh, and to be quite honest, your pastor's tired, and I just forgot my Bible. <laughs> no, I'm good. The book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 12 through 13, the New King James Version says, Now therefore says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Now before we get into these verses and others tonight, let me first give you some information on Joel, on Joel which is not much as far as personal information other than uh, his dad's name was Pethiel. And uh, we find that in Joel chapter one verse, we find that in Joel chapter one, verse number one. And it is impossible to determine the exact date of Joel's book. Uh, he does not introduce his, and the reason why is because he doesn't introduce his prophetic work by mentioning who was on the throne in Israel or Judah at the time, like most of the other prophets. Nor does he speak of the sins that people had committed. He doesn't discuss, he doesn't discuss the behaviors that 
needed to be changed. Joel was all about motivating people to repent and proclaiming the day of the Lord. The prophet and the book of Joel is a book of the minor prophets, not because he was less significant, but because he because his writings were shorter than the works of, say, an Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, or Daniel, whose books are all considered the major prophets. Again, they are not called the major prophets because they are more important, but simply because they, are, uh, they were more lengthier writings. Amen? Joel is speaking to God's people about their desperate need of repentance in order to experience restoration. And I want you to understand repentance has to precede restoration. They were under judgment because they continually rebelled against God, leading to exile and all other types of repercussions. Joel's message was that it was no longer business as usual because of a catastrophic event they were facing called the day of the Lord. Now this phrase refers to a time of judgment that precedes restoration, a time when God recalibrates to make what's wrong, what's right, to make right what was wrong. With the day of the Lord looming over the nation, uh, Israel, Joel told the people to cease all normal activity. He urged them to call a solemn assembly to get right before God so he would remove the locusts that were ravaging the land, a sign which was a sign of his judgment. If the people would repent, Joel had a powerful message of blessing from God. Not only would he remove the locusts, he would restore the years that the locusts had eaten. That's powerful. Not only is he going to remove the locusts, he's going to restore what was lost in the judgment. Amen. Hey, babe, you got that water. Joel wanted the people of God, then and now, thank you so much, to know that God is holy, demands repentance, and will judge. He wanted the people to know that God is holy, he demands repentance, and that he will judge. But when repentance occurs, God can restore what rebellion destroyed, and then cursing, and turn cursing into a kingdom blessing, amen? Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. Now therefore says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great and of great kindness, and he relents from he relents from doing harm. The Lord stand, I'm sorry, the Lord starts off through Joel telling us to turn to him with all of our heart. And this is critical, especially when dealing with repentance. We, when, when we find ourselves in a place where repentance is called for, we know that our systems for righteous living have, have broken down. And somehow, some way, evil has crept into our lives and began to have its way. And, and if we are ever going to get back in right standing with God, then we have to turn to him with all of our heart. It's, it's like uh, I was saying a couple of Sundays back, if, if we turn to God with 98% of our heart, that leaves 2% of your heart in the opposite direction of God, still dealing with which is most likely and most often whatever has you in the need of repentance in the first place. Amen? Verse number 12 says, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. Now, the word all means whole, entire, total, uh, uh, all, meaning uh, it means in including everything or everyone without exception, the whole of something. 
Now, now this is critical because God is saying to Israel uh, uh, then, uh, then and to us now, turn your whole entire, every bit of your heart without exception to me. Now, while working, uh, while working on this at about 3 in the morning, uh, the Holy Spirit dropped something deep into my spirit, into my heart. Uh, here we go. He says, he says this, uh, uh, every bit of it, not a morsel of your heart can be anywhere else because repentance is like surgery. There is a major procedure going on with the most important organ in your life, your heart, your, your mind. And, and, and one of the things that, that if, you, if, if you've got any experience or have had uh, to deal with the medical field or, or even just had someone or be rushed yourself into, like, say, the emergency room, one of the things that happens is uh, you're running with your pay, you're running with whoever, your loved one, your friend, a co-worker, whatever, they, whatever the situation is called for, and they let you run with them to a certain point, and they stop you at the doors and say, you have to wait out here. And the reason is that it's not because something spooky or mystic is going on. The, the reality is that they're, what, what they're saying is everything from this point on is sterile. <laughs> Everything from this point on is is clean, and 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 not just not just you know uh, tidy, but but it's clean. You do understand what I'm saying to you, and 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 so and so what God is saying, even in the spiritual sense, is that when when we begin to uh, uh, turn our hearts to Him in a place of repentance, we 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 it's it's good to isolate yourself because because there's a surgery that's going on, and what we can't risk is infection. This is the reason that we see so many people, uh, our, us ourselves even, try to, you know, we're in a place and we're trying to get closer to God. We're trying to cling to God. We're trying to uh, uh, be in the presence of God. And for something, for some reason, for some, some, some you know, we can't put our finger on it. And, 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 but it's just, we just, it just don't feel like we're quite there. And it just don't feel like I'm, I'm really delivered or I'm, I'm breaking through or I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of what it is that's got me bound. And the reason is because if, if we just stop and kind of just look back and watch this, I want you to understand this. Everybody around you ain't satanic. Everybody around you isn't demonic. But the fact that they're not satanic nor demonic does not mean that they have the right to be privy or to have access to you when God has called for your whole heart. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we've got to understand that when he says, I want all of your heart, he means every bit of it. There's not a part of your heart that he is willing to share because, because something has happened that's got us in this place of needing repentance. There's been a failure. There's been a systems breach. There's been a breakdown. And we've, we can't risk infection during the surgery. So when you repent, you can't have a heart for food <laughs> so fast. I'm always amazed with all the repenting that goes on, and we do a lot of repenting with no fasting. So, 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 so you can't have a heart for your spouse. So, 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 so let them know what's going on so they don't take it personal when you cannot at that time take part in the intimate side of marriage because nothing can be heart-altering. Uh, nothing uh, uh, can be heart-altering can be in the way of the procedure that's going forth. See, 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 I want you to understand about repentance, the, the need and the importance of repentance. And, 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 and so, so when, when you get to the point in your life where you're saying, I need to repent, I'm, I'm in a place, I'm in a season of repentance, what you were saying is that there's been some moral failure. There's been some, there's been some breakdowns. There's been, there's been some distance set between God and I uh, called sin. And, and, and this sin has, has, has got me out of whack. And let me tell you something, baby. The Bible says a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. You know, it's so, so, so. You know, I just, I just this. Have you ever just kind of just this and then all of a sudden you found yourself all the way in it? He says, I want, I want all of your heart. And, and, and so watch this. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm more important than your husband and your wife. 
And, and he says, and you've got to know that because, because if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have your husband or your wife. And since there's been a systems breakdown, watch this, and, and, and since there's been a breach uh, in integrity, since there's been a breach in holiness, since there's been a breach in righteousness, watch this, the ones that you deem valuable are vulnerable until this procedure takes place. Until you, until you, until, until this surgery is over, watch this, sin can hurt everything connected to you. <laughs> and so, and so, and so, and so, and so, if you find yourself in a place where you're, you know, you're jacked up, you're messed up, you're, you're in sin, you're, you're, your mind is off, and, and you, you, you got to tell the people that's connected, hey, 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 this ain't, you know, I think Monica said, uh, uh, R&B theologian said, don't take it personal. <laughs> This is just one of them things. I've, I've, I've got to be with the Lord. And while I'm with the Lord, I don't need anything else altering my heart. I don't, I don't, I don't need anything else in the way of my heart. And, 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 and it's important sometimes, I think, that especially for, for those, uh, uh, you know, married couples especially, but, but even, even people that, are, that, that you deem close to let folk know sometimes, look, it, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't. I'm in a place with the Lord right now, and this is, watch this, because it ain't just for you, it's for them too. You see? This is a time of absolute focus on the restoring, on the repairing of your relationship with God. See, repentance isn't just some little thing that we, we, we do and keep it moving. No, because in repentance, there is a changing, there is a shifting in the heart. And, and this is deep, So let's take, but I want to take it deeper. When, when, we, when we take on sin, watch this, we have in that moment, for that period of time, we are actively, when, when you find yourself actively in sin, we have actually taken on the heart of Satan. Have you ever thought about that? And see, and see, and see, and see, uh, the, the, the king of darkness would, would have you not find it to be so deep. He would, he would, he, he doesn't want you to know that, uh, uh, and, and watch this, let me, because, because here's, here's what, here's what, here's what Satan does. He, 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 we think about sin and we think of unrighteousness, we think of unholiness, uh, and we, we think of certain things because we're just geared to think like that, right? But, but can I just say this, and I've said this before, and, and people laugh, but it's really serious. If a person is, is struggling with diabetes and they continue to eat sugary products, they're in sin. Hmm? They're in sin, and Satan wouldn't want you to literally look at it like it's sin. He, you know, he just has you saying something like, uh, you know, I'm just eating stuff I ain't supposed to. No, no, it's sin because it's, it's got the ability to destroy your body. And the reason why that's sin is because it's not your body. Because your body, your mind, your, the whole of you was bought at a price. Amen. What, what, is it, what does it say? Uh, you know that you are not your own. Your, your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's supposed to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, now this is an amazing thought right there. Uh, the Bible tells us that, that your temple, your, your body is the temple. It is, it is the house. It is, it is the mansion of the Holy Spirit. So, so you would think that if, if, if the Holy Spirit was actually being housed by, and, and watch this, the Holy Spirit can only be housed by welcoming. He can never just say, I'm coming in. He's a gentleman. He, 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 if, if he said, I'm, I'm just coming in, then he would, he would destroy free will. So, 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 so if we are welcoming as believers the Holy Spirit into the temple, our body, then, then, then isn't, it, isn't it funny how, how so many of us can have the Holy Spirit but don't act holy? Isn't that amazing? I, th I think there's been a mix-up. Houston, we have a problem. How is it that we can house the Holy Spirit but not be holy, not have a spirit of holiness. This is, this is amazing to me. And so, and so watch this. I, I want you to understand that, 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 and let's go deeper. God did not create sin, but he created beings with free will who have the ability to sin. <laughs> now, now, now this, is, this is crucial because, because what we're doing is, uh, uh, you know, in the 21st century Westernized church, we are really throwing the world off. People who have yet to be saved are really kind of confused because of the people who claim to be saved. 
by the, by, by, by the people who are supposed to be housing the Holy Spirit, but, 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 but yet we show uh, like we got, like there's an occupancy of something else. So, 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 so when I think about this thing, you know, so, 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 so if, if we're not careful, we can actually have unbelievers believing that God is cool with sin. Why? Because we're supposed to have God on the inside of us and we cool with sin. So we got to be careful. Representation, I hear you. The Holy Spirit said, you are a representation of me. Everywhere you go, every. Whoever you're in the midst of, you are a representation of me. And can I just tell you, oh, hot off, I Listen, this is what the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit right now. He says, and when you are alone, you are a representation of me to Satan. <laughs> you, 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 when you are alone, you, what you are telling Satan as a representation of me is that even when people ain't around, I'm still holy. In other words, I'm not just holy when people are around. I'm, I'm not just saved when, when, when I'm in church, but, 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 but watch this. Could it be that our most important representation of God is when we are alone? Watch this. So, 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 because why? Because, see, I really ain't tripping about what you think, but the enemy needs to know this is not a game. This is not a game. See, see, and, 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 and when you begin to put the enemy on notice that this is not a game, you're not playing, you're for real about this life, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Then guess what? What, what, what did the Bible tell us? It says, it says, flee him and he will flee you. When Satan realized that Jesus was not going to be tempted, when he seen that Jesus was not going to bite the bait, you understand what I'm saying to you? The Bible says that he left Jesus for a more opportune time. You know what's funny about that, though, beloved? When, when I read the Bible, I never saw a confrontation with Jesus and Satan again. Don't, don't, don't you think that Satan wasn't around? Don't you think Satan wasn't looming? But there was never an opportune, my God, y'all don't hear me in here tonight. There was never an opportune, God. Satan watched Jesus from the moment that he came out of the desert, from the moment that he came out of that 40 days and 40 nights, and he realized, hey, I couldn't get him when he was starving. I couldn't get him when he was thirsty. I couldn't get him when he was tired. Watch this. But now look at him. There's no way I can get him. There's no way I can get him. Satan shouldn't be able to roadblock your life, all of your life. <laughs> because because, because to, for Satan to be able to operate so freely in your life would mean that there's something about your life that has designated uh, opportune. And that can, oh, let me, I'm going too soon. I'm getting too, too deep into this uh, too soon. So, 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 so I want you to get this. God didn't create sin, but he created beings uh, with free will who have the ability to sin. This includes Satan, fallen angels, demons, and humans. To be clear, sin is a falling short of God's standards. Hadabashiku. God said, right? God said, in this season, they won't be comfortable in here. They used to roam in here. Watch this. I don't know how many of y'all saw it, but did you see it? It was sitting over there, and it had to get up and flee. He says, in this season, oh, God, they won't be comfortable in here. Uh, uh, whether they have a host or without host, they won't be comfortable in here. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> sin is not an entity. I want you to catch this. Sin is not an entity. Sin is not a thing that exists. It has no independent being. Rather, sin is a lack of something. Sin has to be taken on, a failure to fully obey God's law and living up to his glory. Sin is not an entity. It's not a, you know, or a thing that just exists. It has to be taken on. It's, sin, sin can't operate till it's taken on. Think about that. You know, we, we, we mistakenly say things like, Satan ain't that powerful. Yes, he is. Why, though? Because we've given him the power. 
we've, we've given him the power. See, see, here, here's, here's, here's the reality. Until we stop taking breaks on being saved, we will always be consumed. We will, we will always be consumed. Pastor Gross, the Lord told me to tell you, you're in a place in your life where you are not expected to be consumed. Those days for you are over. You are not expected to be consumed. Satan should never have another victory over your life, ever in your life again. He says, he says, he says, you are in a place with me now that he, that, 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 that you should never be, God says, I have an expectation of your walk now that you should never be in other words so what used to be able to push your buttons shouldn't be able to push your buttons no more see see when you get saved I hear you Holy Ghost when you get saved people shouldn't be able to do to you what they used to do to you before you were saved why because because everything's changed why because the Bible says therefore any man that be in Christ is a what a new creature Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So get this. What used to throw me off before Christ don't get to throw me off after Christ because that don't apply to me no more. I'm new. You see what I'm saying to you? You see what I'm saying to you? Lord, have mercy. Now, this sin, I want you to understand. I, I, used, to, I used to, uh, in my... In my in my ignorance as a young Christian and pastor, um, because I wasn't, I wasn't blessed to be, or I don't even know if it would have been, God did it, so he did it right. But I, I you know, most, most preachers and pastors was heavy in the word years before they did this. I was saved three years and then thrust into what I was into. We, we, wasn't, we, wasn't, we wasn't trying to make somebody we was, we was, there was no way. Anybody ever been drawn to God? You know what I'm talking about? When you, you know, I really ain't trying to do it. Lord have mercy. Like some type of spiritual magnet. So, so I'm, I'm three years saved and then pastoring. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so, and so, and so, but I, I didn't like this verse. I really didn't. Romans chapter three, verse number 23. It, it made me mad for all have sinned. And fallen short of the glory. And the reason that this verse made me mad was because there was a particular denomination that used this verse uh, like um, a justification. And, you know, don't, don't you worry about where you are because they are, everybody done sin. Everybody, everybody sins and falls short of the glory. But that ain't what it said. It said, all have sinned. And I was like, and, and, and the reason, and it's a beautiful verse because it's a true verse, but, 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 but when, it's, when it's explained or when it's used or, or when it's, you know, you, you, ever, you ever hear somebody smoothly say something and don't say what they mean, but you got it because they did it so smoothly? See, 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 there's a new attack on the church uh, that, 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 that some of these false prophets are using, and it's, it's when they talk about sin so that it can be said that they talked about sin. Because, yeah, you know, for a long time, you know, the, the holy and the righteous were going, I don't dig preachers that don't talk about sin. So, so, so pastors began to realize this, and, 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 and congregants was going, hey, why don't you talk about sin? So they said, hold on, let's talk about sin, but we're going to talk about sin in a way that don't seem so sinful. Because if we talk about sin in a way that seems too sinful, my sinful saints won't give their money. So, so he says this. He says this. Watch this. The Holy Spirit just says, he said, he said, in other words, people thought they were buying salvation. People thought they were buying salvation. Some, some will say today, I don't think I was, oh, sure you do. If, 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 you, if you are actively in sin yet tithe and think that you're okay, you think that you're buying salvation. To be honest, God, okay, okay. The Holy Spirit said to be honest that every time that you sow your seed, you should feel condemnation if you are in sin. Because sowing a seed is an act of worship. Now, how are you going to worship in sin? Condemnation has to be felt. Lord, have mercy. Okay. Maybe I'm by myself in here. I don't know. Let me get back to this thing. 
We, we, we've all done it, this sin thing. We, we've all fallen short, but there is a remission of our sins. And, and, and now, now the word remission means the cancellation. You know, that's deep right there, though, right? That's kind of deep right there. Hold on. Hold on. I love my shit. Yeah. It, it, think about this. It, when you're singing, I, uh, I, uh, I love you, Jesus, uh, I worship and adore you, and sin. People should just be singing that song and be like, you know how they be, you know how they be on Sunday, I worship, I love you, Jesus, I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you that I love you. That's what should happen. I love you more than anything. Well, what about last night? You see, how do you, how do you sing praises in public to someone that you offend in private? When you, when you, when you give, you don't give because you're supposed to or that you have to. You, you give because you're loving. And, and if you're in an act of worship, when you give, huh? oh, is it, this is crazy. Hold on. A, so maybe you should snatch it out the envelope, out the, out the thing, and scratch tithe because tithe is a form of worship and just put an offering. Or just take it out the envelope altogether and just... Because to give is a form of love. And, and, and any time that you are giving and it's not in love, then it's prostitution. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're trying to buy this love. That's prostitution. And because we try to play God like we play folk, you see, we actually think it works. We think it works. We think he's not offended. We think he's not offended. Listen to that. We think he's not offended. The word remission means, Lord, have mercy, the cancellation of debt, a charge, or a penalty. So the blood of Jesus cancels the debt of our sins once true repentance has occurred. Now, here's, here's, here's what's deep right here. Okay, hey. I <laughs> okay, so, so the blood of Jesus cancels the debt of our sins. Catch this. Once true repentance has occurred. So some of us are trying to figure out why I keep falling back into the things that I'm trying to call, I'm caught myself trying to get out of. Why am I still, I want to live holy. There's a desire to live holy, but I can't. Paul said in 7 of Romans, chapter 7 of Romans, he says, the things that I want to do, I can't do, but the things that I hate to do, those are the things that I do. What's going on with me? There's been no true repentance. There's been no true repentance. And thus, since there's been no true repentance, watch this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There can be no restoration. And restoration isn't just the locusts coming off your crops. Restoration is that you feel the presence of God. And that's what hurts us when you have been in the presence, when you have loved on God and God has loved on you. And then all of a sudden you come out of that for whatever reason, whatever system breakdown that happened, and then and, and you find yourself not, not, hey, hey. And, and I keep on thinking I'm delivered, and I keep on thinking I broke through, and I keep on thinking that I'm over at this time, but I'm back, right back in the midst of my mess. That's because repentance, repentance was a game. It wasn't serious. I was trying to repent, still doing everything that I normally do. I'm trying to repent, 
but I'm watching all the TV that I ever watch. I, I'm trying, y'all hear me in here? I'm trying to repent, but, I, but I'm eating whatever tastes good to the, to the buds. You understand what I'm saying to you? I'm trying to repent. There will be no repentance until the heart is turned back. All of the heart is turned back to God. Every bit of it. Put the babies down. Put your clothes on. Turn your plate over. Repent. All of your heart. And until you do, until we do, we will not see the restoration of the Lord. We will not have peace that surpasses all understanding. We will not be effective for God's kingdom. Let's go deeper. Since Adam's sin... Humans have inherited Adam's spiritual corruption and have been born with what's called a sin nature. So, in the natural, we are inclined to sin. But I want you to understand, God don't cause you to sin. All right? Let's look at the book of James, chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is what? Drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, uh, brings forth death. Excuse me, Miriam, come here, please. Sunday, Sonia made you the problem today, I'm going to make you God. Man, you got to be God, you get to be God too. <laughs> the Bible says, I want you to catch this. The Bible says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Your own, by the nature. Nothing to do with the Lord. Your nature, your own, it's yours. But I want you to catch this. She's God today. And it says, but, but I don't fall until I am drawn away. Come here, Kevin, please, quickly. Quickly. I need you over here, right there, right in front of the steps. And I just need you to do this motion. Go ahead. But I need you to do it with Now, this is what you need to understand. He's never going to call you with what you don't like. Oh, keep it going. Your temptation that the enemy uses, well, it wouldn't be temptation if it couldn't entice you. So, 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 so he's calling. And, and, and here's where he begins, and he begins to whisper. He, he begins to say things like this. He's just too. He's calling you and whispering. You begin to do this. Yeah. Uh-oh. Did you see that? Uh-oh. See, see, you missed it. See how quick it... There's no more hand-holding. see a side of you that you never thought existed. It was even more rotten than before you was ever with God. And he shows you. And, and, so, and, so, and so I came, I came for Shawty to stick. <laughs> but now I'm with Shawty to stick and I'm snorting powder. 
draw, because, because here's what the enemy does. He says, when I, when I draw you away, I know that there is a chance because you do know how good it was to be with the Lord. Immediately, you, am, I, am I lying? Immediately when you get to your sin, as enjoyable as it is in the moment, something reminds you that it's wrong. <laughs> and Satan knows that he's got to give you everything he's got because you might just draw me. See, see, the problem for Satan is in what he uses to kill you, he doesn't understand it also makes you go, I'm sick of being ashamed. Now you find yourself here. I'm sick of being ashamed. Draw me. But it feels so good. But I used to be at peace. I mean, but you just nasty like I like you. And when you get back over here, because you was almost back over there, this time he tries to beat the brakes off of you to keep you so that you can never go sit back at the family table at Thanksgiving because everybody heard about what you've been doing. You see? See, 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 it is no guarantee, and I said this a couple of Sundays ago, that you will make it back to God. There is no guarantee. Thus, we don't have time to be playing and flirting with sin. You see what I'm saying to you? So, so it says, but watch this. It can't kill you till it first draws you. Be careful about the whisperers in your life. Be careful about the folk who live with no control in your life. Amen? Listen. It says, then when desire, thank you so much, is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, sin that didn't make it back, the one that didn't make it back to God, that sin brings forth death. I want to look at this in the New Living Translation. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say that God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. A couple of Sundays ago, we talked about briefly when Paul said in the, Galatians, in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse number 8, that if, any, uh, if he or any of the disciples, apostles, angels, uh, uh, angels from heaven preach any other gospel uh, than what they have been preaching, uh, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, let them be accursed. So, so, so we, we came to that conclusion a couple of Sundays ago that if there is a kingdom of darkness, then there's a kingdom of God, then there's a God of that darkness, and, and, there, and if there's a God of that darkness in that dark kingdom, then there is a gospel which was birthed by the kingdom of darkness. Now get this, the gospel of darkness is and always will be contrary and inconsistent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, now, now it's, it's important to note that every bit of the gospel of darkness is full of half-truths and lies. Satan will use a half-truth because it makes his propaganda believable. You understand what I'm saying to you? See, 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 see this, this is a formidable foe. He is not afraid to put a little factual in his conversation. You see? Now, now propaganda uh, is simply uh, 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 the, 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 the dissemination of information, facts, arguments, rumors, half-truths, or lies to influence public opinion. Why are you giving all of these definitions, Pastor? Because a lot of times what happens, and it's one of the biggest problems with some of us as Bible readers in here, we will see a word and we can say it, but we don't know what it means. But since we can say it, we don't stop to look to see what it means, and we keep reading. Now, because you don't know what that word means, that might, and that might shift up the whole text. You, you might be sitting because you can say it, don't mean you know what it means, and, 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 and so, you know, uh, uh, one of my children's mothers, uh, she's, she's in heaven now, uh, she used to get mad at me, and every time she get, and, and she, she used to always say, Stephen, you, you know, you're just a really smart guy, you're a really smart guy, and I, you know, yeah, whatever. So when she would get mad at me, she would try to use words that was 
you know, she was short and the words she was trying to use was bigger than her. And, and, and so this is, you know, that didn't get me slapped though, right? Whatever she was mad at me about. It's when she would say a word that didn't go where she was trying to put it. And I say, you know, that's the wrong word. I mean, I know you're upset, but that's the wrong word. And then it would be all, you know. So, so the problem is with a lot of the saints in the church today is that we don't know what we're talking about because we don't know what, what, what we're reading means. So, so I don't want to, and so, so in fact, I'm going to actually uh, start doing something where I'm going to introduce a word. You might already know the word, good for you, but somebody in this building won't, and God will give me that word so that they can add it to their arsenal and become a little more uh, knowledgeable about what it is that we're talking about here. And so propaganda is uh, the dissemination of information, facts, arguments. Check these words out now. Facts. There's some fact in it, but there's also some arguments. So where there's arguments, that means there's what? Contention. Then there's rumors. Rumors ain't never been good. Then there's half-truths or lies to, influ to influence public opinion. You know, uh, the wife and I, we've been watching, um, what is it? We've been watching this show on TV, whatever this channel is. Is it SVU? And, and, and they keep on showing these, these AIDS commercials, right? The, the medicine for AIDS. And so, and so first I was like, you know, okay, they, they've made some more, you know, they've taken a, a stand. They, they've gotten a little further with AIDS treatment, praise the Lord. And then, the, the, and, then, and then after they showed the commercial like 10 times, every time that there was a commercial, this commercial was it. And the Lord said, no, no, this is, this is furthering the agenda. And I looked and he said, look at the commercial. And everybody on the commercial was gay. Everybody on the commercial was gay. And, 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 and not only were they gay, they, were, they, they wanted you to see they were gay. Uh, in the streets, we call it flaming. They were flaming. You know, and so he said, so, so, so basically, so, so I, heard, I heard the commercial through the speaking of the Holy Spirit, the translation of the Holy Spirit, and the commercial said, so go ahead and be gay. And then I seen the two men kiss each other. And then I seen the other man come behind the other and put his arms around him. And he said, so go ahead and be gay because we can keep you alive while yet you're dead. You go ahead. Don't let some of the repercussions of homosexuality frighten you anymore because, because I have truth, we got something for you. And, and, and the half truth of that, the truth of that, the half of that is truth is it, it's, it's a medicine that's working. But you're still going to go to hell. It's still a lie. It might keep you alive, but you're still going to be dead. Oh, God. Propaganda. That's what those commercials are, propaganda. Now, let me tell you this. I don't know why God is telling me to say this, but I'm being, said this. I'm being told to say this. You don't get to, you, you know what's funny to me? I hear you, I hear you. I said like that, okay. Uh, God don't care nothing about your gay friend. <laughs> God don't care nothing about your gay cousin, your gay whatever. God said it's sin. And what happens is, okay, what happens is we told the lie. We strong till it's ours. You know, there's some people that don't go to this church that call themselves members of this church but won't come to this church because I say some things. Watch this. They, 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 they say that they're members of this church, but they won't invite people to this church because there's a, a chance, a possibility that I might speak on that sin. The Holy Spirit said, stop, stop trying to get people to, to be 110% committed to this ministry because there's just going to be some people that have chose people over me. Lord, have mercy. They, they, they have chose the sin over God. I want you to understand. And so, and so get this, get this. Get, and, and, the, and, and see, people get this, they, they, they mess me up with this. They say, you remember they used to say that? They used to say, Pastor Lyons hates gay people. That's, that's a lie. Our family members is gay. I got family members that's gay and married, and I love them dearly. I love them. They eat at my house. We talk. They know my stance, though. See, see, I don't, I don't have to dislike or, you know, I, I dislike the sin. But see, here's the thing. Me being nasty never shows them Jesus. Right. It never.
it will never show them Jesus. But, but if I'm sitting here, and, and, and so, so I've, I've got a niece, and she's, she's married to a woman. And, and let me tell you something. People, and this is how Satan works. I wasn't invited to the wedding. And, 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 so, and so someone in my family said, yeah, I got invited to the wedding. But you, did, you didn't, so she didn't invite you. And they, and they was like, you know, like I was supposed to feel some type of way. I said, no, she loves me. They said, what you mean? I said, I said they wouldn't, she wouldn't put me in that position. She loves our relationship. So, so and, she, and, get the, and get this, despite where she's at, she respects me. So she doesn't put me in a position to hurt our relationship. See, if she didn't believe that I was a man of God, I'd have got an invitation. You see what I'm saying to you? You know, and so and so and so and so it came at my sister. You know, the mother of my niece it came at my sister. My sister, my, my sister didn't go. She didn't go. She says that's called support. I don't support that, but I love you. I got you back. I want you to understand. I, I, I'm always here for you. I'm teaching you whatever you want. You see what I'm saying? And so, and so we don't get to, so, and, 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 and this is the thing. This is the thing. See, and we got we to gotta stop just, it, it amazes me how when we talk about righteousness, the only sin we come up with is homosexuality. What about the whoremonger? Come on. Right. Huh? Some of the people we be pulling up in here in church, walking up here in church with, you should really be like, huh? Come on now. You see? So, so, so we don't let the, the gay dude play on the keyboard, but we'll let the dude play on the keyboard and sleep with half the church. Where's the sense in this? You understand what I'm saying to you? See, see, we got to get out of this thing of, and, and you know why we do this in ignorance? Because we don't understand something, so we hate what we don't understand. But we understand, can I just be, can't, no, I got babies in here. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't understand homosexuality, but we understand being a tramp. So we, we, we okay that to a point, but we don't homosexuality because we don't understand it. Well, guess what that puts us in? With your righteous self, sin. God said, I hate with perfect hatred. He never said that he hated the individual. He said he hated the sin. And guess what? So that mean, that, that, this taught me code. You gotta, if you're going to hate what God hates, you've got to hate it for the reasons that God hates it. Not because you don't get it. God don't care about what you don't get. This is so much bigger than you. This is about a whole soul. I don't care about what you, what you don't, ugh, I don't get that. You know, no, 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 no. If, you, if you're going to hate it, first of all, you don't get to hate them. You get to hate the sin. You see, you don't pray against them. You pray against the sin. Oh, God. Lord, have mercy. So I want you to catch this. Now, again, I'm giving you a lot of definitions because, for one, the Holy Spirit told me to, and it's easy to understand why? Because definitions bring out the depths of what I am trying to convey and share with you. So, the word uh, dissemination, if I'm saying that word right, dissemination means to spread or give out something, especially news, information, ideas, etc., to a lot of people. Okay, so let's put this all together. I got, a, I got a definition for you, a kingdom definition the Lord gave me. Satan's entire gospel is propaganda, which is the spreading of rumors, half-truths, or lies to demonically influence a lot of people with tainted ideas that are contrary to the word of God. That's a unity definition. That's ours. You understand what I'm saying to you? Let me, let me read this again. The spreading of rumors, half-truths, or lives to demonically influence a lot of people with tainted ideas that are contrary to the word of God. And, and, and don't think that Satan won't put facts in his gospel, but they will be facts in the middle of the lies of, of the deceit and the madness to make you really forget the real truth. It's like a play on your emotions. Now, I shared all of that with you to say, uh, what time is it, 7.57? Okay, I shared all of that with you to say that one of the lies of the demonic gospel is that God tempts us with evil. How many times did you say this kind of growing up or just first going to church? Man, God be testing me. <laughs> God be testing me. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember like uh, uh, getting high and trying to get clean and, and I would be going through the hood and I'd be like, man, Allah, being, and I was even, I'm wrong twice. I'm Muslim, and I'm, I got the wrong idea of Allah. So, so, but I'm riding through the hood, and I'm going, man, God is, God is 
testing me. No, stupid, you're riding through the hood where the crack is. That's what's testing you. You're you testing you. Satan is drawing you. You ain't no God's not testing you. Listen, listen. Look at 13, and it says in the first chapter of James, it says, Let no one say that when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, uh, by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone himself. Look what the Amplified Bible says. Let no one say when they am tempted, I am being tempted by God, for temptation does not originate from God, but from our own flaws. For God cannot be tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. So let's, so, so let's, but, but for years, because we, and here's how he played it. You know, God is testing me. In other words, to say like, God's like trying to see if you, if you can walk through uh, the liquor store and don't get drunk. If you can walk, through, go in the strip club and, 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 and don't make it rain. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? It's, it's, it's kind of demonic to think that God says, you know what? You know what? You've been clean. You've been sober. You've been, you've been good. You've been, you've been, you've, you know, all, you've been dry. You've been, now go on in there and see if you can last. And we, we, we I don't know about y'all, I grew up believing that, that God tested us. And if we can walk in to these places and not do what we usually do, then we pass the test, right? <laughs> but temptation does not originate from God. So, so if it doesn't originate from God, the God of righteousness, it can only originate from the God of evil. But Satan has actually duped believers into believing that the temptation which plays a part in spiritual death is, is some type of twisted testing by our God. Listen, beloved, God already knows how weak and strong you are, and his love for you, his love for humanity, for humanity would never allow him to test us in a way that includes a form of evil that is consistent with areas of our weakness. Do you understand that? You out here trying to witness to somebody, right? And you've been delivered from something that they're going through, and, they're, and you're sitting here and you're trying to talk to them, and, and they're walking, and then all of a sudden you're like, it's like it's like a, a, it's like a crack addict that is that is that is trying to a, 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 a restored. I don't, you know, I, that's why I don't go to those meetings anymore because you know, hey, I'm Stephen and I'm an addict. No, no, I'm not. I ain't got high in 20 years. I'm not an addict no more. That's that's not true. And and every time that I say that I'm an addict, what I'm saying is that God's deliverance didn't work. I'm claiming something that He He called me from. You understand? So, so, but, but I'm sitting here now, I'm recovered, and I'm walking with someone that is still getting high, and I'm trying to witness to them, and they're steadily walking to the dope man. And the dope man's right here. Caitlin's the dope man right now. You're the dope man. And so I'm walking to the dope man. I'm trying to witness. But, and, 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 and No, no, baby. If you're going to keep walking to the dope man while I'm trying to witness to you, when I used to get high, and I understand how powerful addiction to getting high is. I mean, the power of drugs is. The addiction, guess what? That's where I got to love me and God enough to let you go. That's not my assignment. My assignment will never lead me back into bondage from which I've been delivered from. Never. Never. And let me tell you something else. Because this has happened a couple of times in our church. And, and you know, somebody got mad, you know, somebody got mad at me. They don't go here anymore. They, they came into the church running drunk. And I saw it. You remember that? And I said, come here. What's your gift itself? What's your gift itself? Probably one of the most gifted in the city, hands down. Can't nobody touch her when she begins to open her mouth and, and begin. And I said, and, and, and it ain't who you think, but, but it, they were connected to the person. And I said, I said, don't you ever want your black self back in this church drunk again. And you knew you was coming to church and you got drunk anyway and you came in. You did not ever do it again. Shame on our mother wouldn't be, she'd be disgusted with you. Why are we overacting like, uh, now, and when they first come in, yeah, they might come straight out the club, drunk, high, whatever. Praise the Lord, bring them in, because the power of the Holy Ghost is going to do something with them. But when you know better, it is your responsibility to say, hold on, you're supposed to be a believer. Uh, I, I ain't got a problem with this one over here. They're they not saved. We, we, we trying to get them saved. We're we, we going to overlook that right now. We're going to plead the blood of the Lamb. But you over here that's supposed to be saved. No, no, no. You don't get away. And I don't care nothing about offending you because you offended me when you walked into God's house knowing you was foul. The unbeliever didn't know 
The unbeliever has no restraint, no control, no, you understand what I'm saying to you, but you, believer, know. This is a season. This is a critical season where everything that we love, where everything, you understand what I'm saying to you? Listen, I am restoring relationships that have been strained for years just so I can confront their illegal behavior. Hold on, what do you mean? I mean, people that, people that come from my loin, I am literally in contact with them. Let me just be 100 about this because I don't play no game. Son, I love you. Son, it's good to see you. Son, you tripping. This is the season that we tell everybody that we are connected to that is, that, that is, in, that is in wrong, that is in sin. You are tripping and it's going to cost you your soul. See my son on Facebook, uh, just depressing thoughts constantly. And I called his phone and I said, I'm not on your Facebook page, but people have been telling me to check you out. People are worried about you. And I said, he says, man, you're just a little depressed. I said, you know why you're depressed? He said, why? I said, because you're in sin and you know better. And it's never going to work out. And it's never going to feel good. And it's never going to be okay. And it'll have you up for a moment. But then it's going to snatch the feet right under you. And you're going to find yourself on your back again. Slaved. Enslaved. Broken. And I'm crying. Telling myself. Why? Because I love him. I ain't got time to talk about the Lakers. I ain't got time to talk about the, uh, you know, uh, this car that, that we used to like together. I ain't got time to talk about any of that. Because you might die tonight and go to hell. Son, you're in sin. Son, this is going to kill you. And it might cost me a week and a half of him not answering my calls or responding to my texts. But I'm doing my job. I got to love. We've got to love those that we love enough to have to miss them sometimes because the truth. What a place. call to repentance and it's not just God calling us to repentance it is us talking to the people that we love and saying you are sin sick and come on let's do something about this man let me tell you something we got preachers in our family amen that we get ready to have crucial conversations and say things like this you know God didn't call you why'd you play this game be popular some other type of way Get attention some other type of way. This is not your call. Watch this. And not only are we about to tell people that they're not pastors, we're getting ready to tell them, and you wasn't called to preach. You missed it. And you're going to go to hell playing a game because you know you wasn't called. You know you wasn't called. Do you understand how this is going to change and transform relationships forever when you have to look a person in the face and say, you are not called to this and you never should, and I'm sorry that I ever put you on a stage, that I ever that I ever said, yeah, you're right, you can, you are called. I'm sorry that I ever done that. I have repented of it, but you need to sit down. Close this thing down. That's why God ain't added to it. That's why it ain't prospering. That's why it's not prospering, and it's never going to because it's not God's Mission. And let me just go ahead and say this too. Let me just go ahead and say this too. Watch what you be going around and supporting. People get mad at me when I call, what you doing over there doing this? And what you over there doing that for? And, I, you know, they no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no excuse for supporting what you know is not of the Lord. Ain't no excuse for it. You know what we're doing? We're growing up sin. We're helping sin grow. I got people who left this church who call themselves pastors, and they try to figure out why I have not come over and supported any major thing in their ministry. Because if I come and show up, it says I agree. And guess what? There's got to be one person who's solid in the faith. While everybody else is lying, while everybody else is showing up, while everybody else is amening, there's got to be one in the faith to sit there and goes. God, I live, and for God, I die. You are not called to this. And not only are you going to go to hell, you're going to take a handful of people, a small handful of people to hell with you. Get up under a Bible-based church. How are you going to preach and you don't study? How are you going to preach and your, your, your punchline is a gimmick? It's some type of something to make everybody go, ah, no, that's right. Yeah, you know that's right. 
Now you know it's wrong. And I had to repent. Every time I sat there and, and said, amen, boy, you better preach. You wasn't preaching. You wasn't preaching, not the gospel. And when you say things like this, guess what they say? You a hater. <laughs> Ain't no hater. We're in a $1.3 billion building. We over renting a storefront. Well, I know where would I be hating? No, I love you. I love you. And when we don't tell people the truth about where they are, it's because we don't love them. Love bursts truth, and truth going to always hurt. Amen? Heavenly Father, we come here tonight. We thank you for all things. We thank you because you are an awesome and a faithful and a keeping and a loving God. God, we thank you that you call us to repentance. You could just allow us just to continue to walk down that fiery highway to hell and burn eternally, but you love us so much that you call us to repentance that we might turn from our evil and wicked ways and get that thing right before the Lord. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask that you bless every soul that is here tonight. Bless every soul, Father, with, with what Paul prayed for uh, when he got, uh, when he got, what Peter paid for, I'm sorry, what Peter prayed for uh, when, when he got loose from the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, what he said was, let us be bold. Let us be bold in our walk. Let us love with such reckless abandon that, 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 that it don't make no never mind who it is and what it is. We will preach the truth. Thank you, Father. We love you. We magnify you. We adore you. And we ask that you continue to walk, to show us the way to walk. We know that you don't always walk with us because some places we go, you ain't going. But God, we pray that our walk always keeps us in alignment to be able to walk with you. And I come up against every demonic attack that comes up against your people. I come up against every demonic attack that Satan might try to play with our people. And I speak, decree, and declare victory with confidence and expectation. Father, I speak, decree, and declare, declare breakthrough, new levels, higher heights, deeper depths. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.